Welcome back to the Broncos Avenue Podcast. It's your host, Amir, with my co-host, Jordan. Today, the NFL playoffs are officially underway. It's great to be back. You know, we missed our uh, last, you know, Friday episode, but we're back on here for the podcast today. Took a little break, but we're back in action. Jordan, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. Uh, just got through watching the Buffalo-Miami game. It was crazy. I'm yes, like, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Skylar Thompson. Thompson. I thought Skylar Thompson was going to pull it off for a second. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, it's it's crazy that you know some people are really questioning the uh, le- legitimacy of the Buffalo Bills after that one. Um, obviously, a lot of you guys. Um, right now, uh, as we're recording this, the Giants and Vikings game is underway. You got the Saquon jer- jersey just ripped off. Uh, um, right before we started this, ripped off a little thirty-yard touchdown. One of the best running backs in the league. Um, so yeah, playoffs are underway, and that's kind of where we want to tie this into uh, our you know debate and you know um topic of today's episode. So obviously, yesterday. The Los Angeles Chargers on national television, primetime playoffs, wild card round, blew a 27 point lead. And not even that, it was 27 to 0. 27 to 0. And lots of Broncos fans. So let's go, let's talk about this. Lots of Broncos fans are scared, including myself, just a little bit. Um, after this one, that was an all time terrible, horrible unbelievable coaching performance on all assets from the Los Angeles Chargers. The offense absolutely stalled in the second half, could not do anything, put up just barely a field goal, shot, uh, shanked another field goal. Um, the Jags defense, or, um, Jack, well, yeah, Jags defense looked really good. And um, Jags offense, obviously T-Law came to life and threw four tutties. Absolutely unbelievable, you know, fall, you know, comeback by the Jaguars but of course it had to been uh to the Los Angeles Chargers who have a long history of choking leads um but this all ties into Sean Payton will Sean Payton become a a Los Angeles Charger now because it really feels like um to a lot of people's uh view that the Chargers are just a head coach away um I personally think they're they have quite a few uh pieces to add to the defense um you know, to get to that level. And, you know, obviously uh, and during the offseason, they're going to make adjustments, but it really feels like the Chargers may just be a legitimate head coach away. No, I agree. And, you know, yesterday was, I mean, looking back on that game, it was just crazy. I mean, the first half, I was just like, I couldn't believe Trevor Lawrence was just selling. Like, I had so much faith in him, you know, and he just came out. I think the first pass he threw was a pick, and then it was just – it went all downhill. Halftime, I was like, okay, I'm not watching the game. But when I saw they cut it back to 10, I was like, Okay, I'm go back watching this game and they ended up winning. I mean, to go back what you said about the Chargers was the Jaguars defense didn't really make any changes. The Chargers just start running the football, which is hilarious yeah. because uh, I have cousins who are Charger fans and it was just it was hilarious. I <laughs> called them immediately after the game. It was crazy, but um, uh, by Sean Payton, I don't know, man. I um, I texted you thinking like, man, I think Sean Payton might go to the Chargers, but uh. I don't I don't know because um the thing about you look back at the Chargers and um the, you think about how long they camp Anthony Lynn and you think about you know they they stick to their guys and you know um Adam Schefter and all those guys kind of said the Chargers aren't the Chargers on a team that usually overspends for a head coach. I mean, you mm-hmm. look at their ownership group, Brandon Staley's only making four to five million. Sean Payton's gonna demand at least 20 million a year. You're gonna have to come off draft capital, and then really it's a lot for the Chargers. I think Sean Payton would love to go there, but I think Denver's just going to outbid them, and I think it's just going to come down to that. Dude, I think Brandon Staley should be fired. I said that after last year, after they should have been in the playoffs, but he tried to go for the win and uh, called a timeout at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with Brandon Staley, he should be fired, but I don't think he's going to get fired, though. I think 
think they're gonna they're gonna let everything cool down. They're gonna go into the offseason. They're gonna fire Joe Lombardi. They're gonna try to bring in some crazy offensive mastermind, and then Brandon Staley will be back for probably his last season there. But yeah, I, I think Brandon Staley's safe. Wow. So you just you think they're gonna go and get like a you know proven uh, offensive play caller and uh, kind of keep Brandon Staley. Yeah, I mean, I think ownership group is going to probably look at the injuries throughout the season, play the part. But I think just looking on that game, you, you can't have that happen. I mean, they're going to go to the, to the offensive play calling. You know, can't you stop? Austin Eckler had zero rushing guards in the second half. You're up to you have a 20, 27 point lead at one point in the game. He didn't get one rushing yard. He's arguably a top five running back in the league. So, yeah, that, that kind of stuff would get you fired. So I just, I think they'll keep Staley for. Even though I don't think they should, but I, I think they'll keep. It. I don't. I don't really see them firing them. I kind of be surprised if they do because the Chargers don't really do things like this. See, Austin Eckler, that's your leading. That's a leading NFL touchdown leader, and I understand you want to lead more heavily on the pass to, um, you know, that's what kind of was working with you at first, but it wasn't working. You know, build the run. You had the lead. You had the lead, and you can't even make the excuse that you weren't. Um, you know, you know, helping, uh, you know, Austin Eckler too much because you in the passing game where he is very strong at as well, you weren't even, you know, getting him involved in that. So, yeah, the Chargers all time just collapse. I mean, the, in the playoffs that I believe that's the biggest, uh, you know, blown lead in playoff history, right? Um, That beats the 28 to three. Yeah. It does. I think it might have been. And what makes it even worse for Brandon Staley, I'm not even going to lie, he was supposed to be this defensive guru. You get Bryce Callahan, Khalil Mack. You know, mm -hmm. you still got Asante Samuel, Derwin James, you pick up Sebastian Joseph Day. And the defense is still mid, man. Like, the defense is just – it is isn't the lead. That's what I'm saying. It's it is in the lead. And Joey Bowles, I mean, all these guys, you just you can't figure it out. I mean, Asante Samuel gives you three picks at halftime. I mean, the turnover margin was minus five. Like, how do you – I don't know how they lost that game. I ain't even going to yeah, lie. Like, I'll just – like, those type Samuel. of games you just don't lose. Those type of games you just don't lose like that. Three interceptions in the first quarter, and, like, two of them were, were within the two, first two minutes of the game. Like – I don't I seriously don't know how you lose a game like that. And when I look at that stat, I'm like, how can the Chargers sit there and retain Brandon Staley? I think, but then again, it's like I don't I don't know if they would have fired him this morning. They're probably gonna take some uh, a few days to evaluate um him and the season and how that game went, watch the film. But I don't know how you could sit here and be comfortable with running it back with Brandon Staley. Um you know, I hate I hate to say it, I want them to keep Brandon Staley. He's an awful head coach, and obviously they're in our division. Like I'm all for it, man. Keep Brandon Staley. But um, if if I was if I was ownership and GM, I would definitely fire Brandon Staley. Um, look for a proven head coach, one that actually knows how to call, simultaneously call plays and manage the game at the same time. Because that you know Brandon Staley was never meant to do that. It's been showing as a weakness, and he hasn't been getting better at it. So you know he he has made slight improvements from his rookie year as a head coach, but. He, he's just not meant to do it. It reminds me of Nathaniel Hackett, kind of. They're both not really meant to be head coaches. I mean, I think Brandon Staley, he's a he's not a good head coach. I think when it comes down to leading a football team, he's good at it. But Brandon Staley just makes some boneheaded yeah. decisions. He's a risk taker. He's he's an over risk taker. Like, you know, you, you want your coach to have balls and go for it here and, nah, you know, do all this here and there. But he takes it to a whole different level. Like, playing yeah. your starters in a game that doesn't matter. You already clinched the playoffs. Then Mike Williams gets hurt. Then you go into the playoffs. You don't have a guy that can stretch the field. Then DeAndre Carter gets hurt. And it's just like ownership is going to take a look at it. Like, okay, how come you didn't send Mike Williams? Like, what was going through your head? 
he's probably going to say, well, I wanted to beat the Broncos. And that's never know. I mean, a guy like that, he shouldn't have a job. I mean, he should have a job as a DC, but just some guys, man, he, he, he took too much risk. That's yeah. Going was. back to the, the Sean Payton stuff. Um, Jeff Duncan writer for the new Orleans saints said, I see a lot of Sean Payton to the Chargers speculation. And there's no doubt Sean Payton would love to coach a town like Justin Herbert, but such a move would be out of character for the uh, Spanos ownership family, the new or- the Chargers ownership. Brandon TV. Staley, yeah, Brandon uh, Staley makes four million dollars a year. Peyton would cost four to five times that much. So yeah, it's just if there's going to be any, yeah, if there's going to be any team that like overpays for Sean Payton, it's going to be either us or the Tepper family in uh, Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think. It's going to be Harbaugh to Denver or Harbaugh to uh, Carolina. I think it's going to flop either way it goes. I mean, it just – I don't think nobody wants to give up the, the picks and the money to get Sean Payton like Denver does. I, I just – I don't really see it happening. I mean, the Chargers, they're probably going to either – if they fire Staley, don't be surprised they go after like a D'Amico Ryan, somebody that can help That's fix what I that was defense. Thinking, yeah. Like, I, I don't really see them going after Sean Payton because it's just so uncharacteristic of that, you know, that franchise. I mean, we're talking about a different ownership group than yeah, but if I see them maybe going after D'Amico Ryan, but I think the Chargers are going to want to fix the offensive coordinator because not running the ball with Austin Eckler at all I mean that's just that that's that's unacceptable I'm not that, that's unacceptable that's un, that's unheard of in the whole half in the playoff game you don't he doesn't get the ball that's like playing my uh 13 year old brother Madden he wants to keep passing the ball in the second half it, just, it, it makes it makes no sense man like the Chargers are to lose that game man it was yeah, hilarious they, I couldn't I, I couldn't believe that they I couldn't believe that the Chargers did that I it felt so good but I was just like it's no way you blow a 27 point lead I, bro, I saw that and I was like, they did that shit on purpose so they could steal champagne from us. That was my initial thoughts. Like, you motherfuckers. It was bittersweet because I wanted Jacksonville to win, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know, man, because Sean Payton been linked to the Chargers and all this. And it was kind of bittersweet, but I'm glad they lost. Oh, I'm so glad they lost. Frauds, easily frauds. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's all the Sean Payton stuff. Um, obviously, like you said, you brought up Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter is another, uh, you know, high, highly thought of insider that truly believes that the Bronc or um, the Chargers are not going to pursue Sean Payton. Um, that he just doesn't see them giving up the draft capital and being able to pay Sean Payton what he wants. Um, I'm sure Sean Payton would probably take a, a smaller discount to stay in Los Angeles where he currently uh, resides. Um, but I, at the end of the day, he wants his bag, and he's he's going to get a lot more in Carolina or Denver for sure. Uh, I'm not too sure he's going to go to Carolina. I really don't see it. Um, we actually got the news today that the Carolina Panthers did request permission and receive it from uh, the Saints to interview Sean Payton uh, later this uh, upcoming week. Um, the Broncos, um, speaking of interviews, the Broncos do have um, all of their interviews for this next week uh, completely scheduled and up to date. Um, so Sean Payton, they will be the first uh, team to uh, officially interview Sean Payton, get a first impression. Love to see it. Um, so the schedule interviews uh, are with the Miko Ryans on Thursday, um, the 49ers DC Dallas defense coordinator, Dan Quinn on Friday. Um, uh, and uh, we have um, Sean Payton on Tuesday and also Raheem Morris on Tuesday. So, um, those that's are currently uh, head coach interviews. Um, also, uh, we it's been a while since we last recorded. Um, the Broncos uh, have um, uh, interview set up. Actually, they already completed their interview with David Shaw, the former head coach uh, of the college uh, football program Stanford. Um, there are some high links 
uh, you know, potentially to if Jim Harbaugh wants to become the head coach of the Broncos, um, he could bring in David Shaw, his former offensive coordinator, in with him as in his staff to be his OC again. Really interesting stuff there because I mean. The, you look at that and you can't help but think that maybe the Broncos have already you know, thought about assembling a staff with Harbaugh and talked to him about it. We already know that the Harbaugh and the Broncos ownership have been in contacts as well as Sean Payton. So something really interesting to keep an eye on there. Um, Harbaugh to Denver seems to be hitting up um, quite a bit. Um, you know, last few days it's been taking a little bit of a... Um, you know, a little bit of a toll. We haven't seen as much as, uh, you know, for Sean Payton. Sean Payton, we've been seeing a lot. Um, Mike Cliss said on, um, you know, 104.3, the fan Denver sports at Derek Wolf and DMAC. He said that um, he, if he had to take a guess, he would say come January 3rd, Sean Payton will be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Some really encouraging stuff there. Cause did he say Mike Cliss, he, he said the 23rd? Yeah. January yeah, 23rd. 23rd. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so really encouraging stuff there because, you know, Sean Payne, obviously a, a big candidate, and Mike List is basically the Adam Schefter of Broncos country. So when you, when you, when he talks, you, you listen. So Mike List is almost never wrong about anything. Um, it's really encouraging stuff to uh, see there. Hopefully Mike List doesn't let us down here on that, you know, on that uh, belief. But anything could change between now and then. We still haven't even had an official interview with most, most of these candidates yet. So um, Jim Harbaugh interview was in the books. Averro interview was in the books. Um, the David Shaw interview is in the books. Um, and obviously the, this upcoming weeks is going to be, uh, you know, a lot of, um, you know, interviews with these, uh, you know, DCs and, um, you know, especially the DCs and then Sean Payton as well. Um, the first round of interviews, really excited to see how this goes, how the head coach search, uh, potentially takes a few turns. Um, all the news around Dan Quinn has been really, um, you know, quiet as of lately, we've been seeing a lot of Harbaugh and a lot of, uh, Sean Payton, but, Everybody's saying Dan Quinn, he's going to be the guy if the Broncos aren't are unable to reach a deal with, um, uh, you know, the Saints and Sean Payton, or if they're not able to come to where, you know, Michigan, obviously, um, they're re working really hard right now and to get a contract extension with Jim Harbaugh um, to keep him there. They want him there really badly. Obviously, they got a lot of the investigations going on right now. You know, apparently he get, he bought a cheeseburger for a recruit or something. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know if you saw that. Um, apparently, so the investigations came out um, from the NCAA that um, they found out from a receipt or something that Jim Harbaugh brought, bought a cheeseburger for a recruit that he was having a visit with. And it came out as like, you know, breaking the rules or something. And there's a what? whole investigation on it. You guys can go look it up. It's, it's crazy, but it's confirmed. It's it's honestly insane. And I could see from Jim Harbaugh's standpoint that he's probably pissed off by something that small as being, you know, put on his record potentially. It, it's it's crazy that it's it's crazy that a report's been he used. Bought him a, like wait, wait, wait. He bought him a cheeseburger and he's getting put under investigation. Yes. <laughs> what? Yeah. College football for you. It, it's it's kind of crazy, but you know all all the rules with like, the coaches and giving you know you know, money and to the players and whatnot, you know, giving them advantage or bribing what it is, you know, whatever it is. But yeah, that's uh, the current news we have with Jim Harbaugh right now. And Michigan wants to reach a deal with him, but it's been kind of reported multiple times. Um, I know John Bacon on Twitter, um, who's a close source to John Harbaugh, has said multiple times that Harbaugh is frustrated with college football. He is. And he wants to, you know, would chase the Super Bowl again. Yeah. So um, something to keep an eye on there. Yeah, I mean, um, going what you said about, you know, Harbaugh and the um, staff, you know, the assembling, I think, you know, they've had more conversation with Harbaugh than they have Sean Payton. That's why you see kind of reports that 
Peyton is the front runner and Harbaugh is the front runner. I think they're kind of both in the mix, but I would say Harbaugh will probably be the leading candidate right now, just because you know he they talked to him more about it. Yeah, I think I think the David Shaw interview was just you know they want to see who he was, you know, because once you hire Harbaugh, then the whole staff he wants is going to come like like that. So they wanted to make sure that they were already a step ahead. Uh, I haven't done too much on David Shaw, but uh, I was hearing people were saying on Twitter how he was a heck of a coach at Stanford that he was done wrong and. I don't really know too much about it. I got to look into it. But, I mean, mm-hmm. if, if we can't get Sean Payton and we get Jim Harbaugh, I would love that too because, you know, just bet. right now I don't think we need that. We need an ex, you know, veteran head coach, somebody who's experienced and who's won before. I would love to get Jim Harbaugh. I mean, yeah. But I will say this. Um, I think right now it, I, I just don't see nobody else getting Sean Payton. I mean, the only way I, I see him going anywhere else is maybe next year. But I think Denver Denver's going to pay the crap out of him. And I think that's really what it comes down to. And I think no other team is looking to come off a high draft pick for them. I mean, because everybody's like, well, what do we know what the Saints want? They're going to want a first-round pick. That's already been established. So Denver's saying that they're willing to come off a first-round pick, and they're going to be able to pay him the most. So it's just – if Sean Payton – I'm pretty sure Denver's going to give him an offer that he can't refuse. I'm going to say maybe two to three days after we interview him, Denver's going to Denver's going to offer him a job. Maybe after they get through with the D'Amico Ryan's interview and all that, Denver's going to offer Sean Payton a job. Yeah, the whole David Shaw thing, um, you know, Benjamin Albright said that this was more of an OC interview, which is really smart by the Broncos front office and ownership. I mean, like you said, they're already getting the intel on what they're potentially getting in a system with uh, Jim Harbaugh and the staff that they potentially build um, and establish with uh, Russell Wilson, get ahead on that, get ahead on schedule. Um, You know, I don't believe, you know, that is completely their intentions, but um it's it's really interesting because this is a this is a guy that I saw a lot of sources from you know guys that are really close to David Shaw back you know dating back to Stanford that they're really they're really shocked that um, you know David Shaw has not got a job back in the NFL and you know that ultimately has been his decision um, but they said that when he is back in the NFL that he's gonna kill it and he's a hell of a coach he's a guy that understands the game from top to bottom his preparation his execution. Everything about him, you know, screams a great offensive mind. And there's just a lot of I don't I didn't see anything bad about David Shaw, to be honest. He, yeah, he's I, the one that either. he's the one that stepped away from Stanford. It's not like he was let go. So David Shaw, you know, great offensive mind. This is going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. But, yeah, if Jim Harbaugh assembles a staff here. Love to see David Shaw here because the, you know, the connections, the connections, the relationship, it, it's it's on the money. And, you know, that's that's what you need in the NFL. Yeah, and I mean, look, I'm all bar- I'm I'm on like all aboard for Harbaugh too. I mean, because if he comes, Evro's gonna stay too. Um, I, I don't think Evro's gonna take any of those. I don't think they're gonna offer him one of those jobs. I don't think he's gonna take one of those jobs in uh maybe mm-hmm. Carolina, but not the Texans and not the Colts. I doubt he's gonna take one of those jobs. Um, but I mean, I, I will say I'm on man. I would love Harbaugh to come here, him and David Shaw. I mean, and like you said, I think Harbaugh's getting tired. Of, I would be getting tired of college too. I mean, Michigan isn't really getting in all the talent like a lot of these other schools. You got Bam. I mean, Georgia's gonna pretty much run college football. They're 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 the next up. I mean, you get all those five stars. And oh, by the way, prayers go out to the um, the Georgia player that was he died today in a tragic Rest car accident. Peace. Yeah, that was that was crazy. But I mean, man. Georgia's getting ready to run college football, and Michigan. If you're Michigan, they they the all man out. I mean, who's gonna who's gonna choose Michigan over Bama? Like, who's gonna choose Michigan over Georgia and all these teams? I mean, it's like one of the TCU's. Like, you got you got one shot at it, and I think Harbaugh's realized like, okay, we finally beat Ohio State, and we still couldn't win a game. We blew a lead. Like, nah. So I think 
I think Harbaugh's done in college, man. I think a lot of Michigan fans are going to be upset about it, but I think he's done in college regardless. Even if it's not, then I see him going to Carolina or possibly the Chargers. No. I mean, you never know, really. Well, no, nah, I wouldn't say the Chargers. Chargers going to probably lowball him. But I definitely say Carolina or Denver. Chargers will find a way to choke on the contract. So, <laughs> um, Speaking of uh, head coach candidates, Ezra Overo, um, Overo currently has more interview requests, three, than Dan Quinn, one. Just saying, just just putting that out there. The the big there's a reason why. Mind. There's a reason why. <laughs> I'm telling everybody. I mean, everybody's looking at Dallas now. I mean, there's a reason why Dan Quinn is only getting gotten one interview, and he's only got the interview because he's really he's friends with George Payton. That is the only reason why he's got an interview with us. Nobody else wants him. There's a reason why the Colts haven't called him. The Texans and Carolina they don't want nothing to do with Dan Quinn. Nothing. Uh. Yeah, I if they fumble this and hire Dan Quinn, I you guys are gonna never see me be happy Bro, ever again. The only the only the only choice we have if we hire Dan Quinn is I would take it maybe over Raheem Morris. And it, that that that's a big maybe to ask. Any all the give give me Jim Carwell, uh D'Amico Ryan's, anybody else, just please don't give me Dan Quinn. You're just shooting yourself in the foot. How would you let me ask you, how would you feel? Um, so Jim Harbaugh is currently you, the guy you think is the um, the front runner for the job. Yeah. I I also I also agree. I think there's a lot of Sean Payton reports right now, but I think John Harbaugh is the guy right now um, to be you know in the head coach search. But how would you feel if somehow we slipped away from can, uh, those two candidates, um, Harbaugh and Payton? And how would you feel if we hired D'Amico Ryan's and he was the head coach for this team in 2023? I mean. I would love it. Um, I would kind of have mixed feelings about it, but I would just love having D'Amico in the building. I mean, you see what he's doing in San Francisco right now and how he's got those guys playing with a chip on their shoulder. It's kind of, But I think it's going to be like a Robert Tyler type of thing. I mean, they both coming from the same tree. I mean, it seems like anybody's coming from that Shanahan tree is kind of doing pretty good. I mean, Robert Tyler's got that defense playing crazy with the Jets. I mean, I think the defense would be fine, but you see a trend kind of, you know, which Salah, they need a quarterback. And I don't want that same problem coming in Denver. It's just going to be the offense. So you're still going to have to figure out the offensive coordinator. So that's the only thing with the hiring a defensive coordinator guy that's not, you know, that can't call the plays. You're just going to have to figure out the offensive side of the ball. And just speaking on it, I would rather have um, Harbaugh bring in his offensive coordinator guy than D'Amico Ryan trying to find somebody or the Broncos organization trying to find somebody Definitely. Else. I would just yeah. rather have that, but I mean, I wouldn't be upset at all. I think D'Amico Ryan's he deserves a job. He and it, it, I'm gonna go, I'm not even gonna lie. D'Amico Ryan's doesn't get a job whether it's in Indy, Houston, or Carolina. It's a problem. At that point, it's a problem. I mean, I I don't know what else he has to do to get a head coaching job. I don't. Yeah, I I this might be crazy to say, but I think Jonathan Gannon might get a job before D'Amico does. Uh, that might be a hot take, but I I really feel like that might be a um the case and scenario here. Um, yeah. And speaking of the 49ers, um, holy cow, what a, what a game yesterday, the 49ers. Can we just talk about them for a second? That from top to bottom, John Lynch, that front office, everything about it, the way that they've used their draft picks, the way that they've made their elite, you know, their wide receiver core elite. They got a, you know, a superstar running back. Brock Purdy is just him. Like nobody expected this. The offensive line is incredible. The defensive line is incredible. They have an incredible defensive coaching staff. Kyle Shanahan is arguably the top three head coach. It, it's unbelievable what the 49ers have been able to do. And Seattle uh, absolutely crumbled without Russell Wilson in the playoffs. So uh, who, who, who really won this trade? 
No, I'm playing. But <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, and you just come to think of it, Denver could have had both of those guys, John Lynch and Kyle and Kyle Shanahan. I mean, it just sucks. I mean, looking at it from our standpoint, but I mean, the 49ers are just amazing. Like you said, top to bottom. I mean, they have all the weapons. They have a fantastic offensive line. I said it on my page. I was like, they have the best run blocking I've ever seen. I, I haven't ever seen a team be able to just run block on the in, interior and then bounce on the outside. I mean, Chris McCaffrey just having holes, just wide open gaps. Yeah. I mean, it, Debo has wide open. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, you don't see this, especially in today's <laughs> NFL. I mean, they got Trent Williams as a lead blocker running. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, when you look at their defense, their defense, they, they, they didn't look perfect, but, I mean, they made plays when they needed to. Nick Bosa got after it. Their defensive line got after it. Um, like I said, 49ers are my pick to go to the Super Bowl and win it. I don't see nobody me beating San Francisco. I mean, they're just the most complete team. Brock Purdy, he's not the, – the main thing, he's not turning the ball over, and that's all you can ask for him. Plus, on top of that, he's making plays all over the field. All yeah. over the field. You saw the throw he made to Elijah Mitchell. I mean, he's he he's reading the he's reading the field good. I mean, it was a few balls that could have been picked, but I mean, other than that, man, Brock Purdy's dealing. And Kyle Shanahan deserves he deserves all the credit for it. I'm not gonna lie, this dude was Mister Irrelevant, a seven round pick. I mean, it's the third string quarterback. He didn't say I'm gonna get Baker. I'm not that. I'm just gonna roll with Brock Purdy. We're gonna see where it takes us. He's undefeated. Yeah, and they're yeah. going to the division round. It's crazy. I mean, it's 49 of their stacked. I mean, who who let them get CMC? Like, I just the, the Rams, the Rams see less need to want some F than picks. I mean, couldn't get McCaffrey. 49 yeah. took it from I mean, they're just they're stacked, man. CMC's a great player, but man, it it gets on my nerves. Like you're talking about how the trenches is so amazing, the run blocking. Dude, what where's the love for the their offensive line? Like when you have gaps like that, you should be able to throw like I don't know, Chuba Hubbard or whatever random running back, and they're going to get 100 yards Dog, easily. Like, Bro, I mean. Their whole line's insane. You saw what Jeff Wilson was doing. You seen Elijah Mitchell last year. I mean, their offensive line is it's just crazy. It, I mean, it's the best run blocking I've ever seen. I don't know. I'm, I've never seen the running back. I mean, you you can say Dallas when they had DeMarco, Zeke's first years. But, bro, this is this is crazy. I mean, they can stretch the field with the blocking. George Kittle, George Kittle's literally yeah. running across the field looking for somebody to block because everybody's just holding their own block. This is crazy. Ayuk's blocking Tariq Woolen completely. Tariq Woolen, 6'4", uh, 6'4", huge dude. Brandon Ayuk just holding him down. Debo right up the gap. It's crazy, man. I ain't never seen nothing like it. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk's a beast. He is criminally underrated, and people are finally taking everything. notice. Yeah, he did drop what would have been the fourth touchdown for uh, Brock Purdy in that game. Would have been so nice to make the blowout bigger on the Seahawks. I, I, man, Brock Purdy, he's got he's special, man. I, I don't he, that throw that throw he made was he took a shot like he ran. I mean, he took a shot and lasered in the back of the end. I was like, you got to catch that. He got to catch that. But I have yeah. a very a very hot take, and this is coming from a Trey Lance believer. I think the Niners. Should not only let Jimmy G go, but trade 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 Lance. Let's see. I I honestly I think Kyle Shanahan is too good of an offensive mind. I think what you have with Brock Purdy right now is something that you don't want to move on from. You have great, you know, rhythm momentum going with him. If he brings you to at least the Super Bowl, you gotta trade Trey Lance and get whatever picks you can back. I mean, you're building you're literally building a dynasty right now with uh, Brock Purdy. He is a much better quarterback than a lot of people thought. I mean, seventh round, last pick in the draft, he was nearly undrafted. That's insane. That's uh, absolutely insane. We might be I'm not gonna say he's the next Tom Brady by any means. That's that's kind of crazy, but he, he he's definitely on pace. I mean, he's this is unbelievable. 
I mean, yeah, no, nah, I agree. I mean, you look at what he's done. I mean, and I, the only thing I will say is this. We got to – I would give Trey – I mean, it's just hard because they did all that to get Trey Lance. And I know. It's just yeah, kind of one of those unexpected crazy. things. I mean, I think if he gets them to the Super Bowl, most definitely it's Brock Purdy's team. It's kind of like the Nick Foles effect. The team didn't want to play with Carson Wentz no more. That team, if Brock Purdy gets them to a Super Bowl, it's Brock Purdy's team. It's his team for him to – it's his team to lose. I mean, Kyle Shanahan, they know it. They're going to be like, man – because, I mean, apparently, like, what everybody's saying is Kyle Shanahan isn't too crazy on Brock Purdy. He needs to be, bro. He's he's executing. I mean, think about it. You go into next year, the offseason, they can just fix some of the mistakes that he's somewhat making, like the throws, you know, the throws that could be picks. Just he, – he can learn how to read the field better and just make those downfield throws. Yeah, I mean, but he's – yeah, I mean, but he's a rookie that you expect those kind of things from him. Once he, he comes into year two, I promise you, look at him. He, he's so calm and poised. The way he plays his game, even if he's looking at his press conferences, this dude looks like a 10-year vet. He literally looks like he has look, multiple years of playoff experience. Bro, look, I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, CMC, Lajman. That's why. That, that, that's why he looks so comfortable True. because he knows he yeah. got playmakers All, everywhere. O-line. O-line, yeah. playmakers everywhere, and he got a defense. Defense going to bail him. I mean, he has everything. It, I mean, he's got everything. See, and that's a, that's that's my point. Like, I, I do 100% agree for the people out there saying, you know, obviously he's going to be balling out. He has the best supporting cast in the league. Yes, that is very true. But when you have a seventh-round rookie that's playing this good, you might as well trade what your third overall pick and get a haul back. I mean, why? what's the point of keeping Trey Lance anymore? You, I mean, this yeah. is a great system for quarterbacks. So go, go get what you can for Trey Lance. I hate to say it, it'd be so messed up for Trey Lance because I mean, you did all that for Trey Lance. He broke, he literally broke his leg, you know, trying to, you know, be the franchise guy for your team. But it'd be messed up. But I think this is a business. You got to trade Trey Lance. No, I mean, if he gets you to, like I said, I think you can get Trey Lance a shot. If you just, if they lose an NFC title game, I'll say this. I'll say you got to get Trey Lance another shot, right? I'll say that. If he goes to the Super Bowl, sure. if he goes to the Super Bowl, you got to get rid of Trey Lance. You got to get some somebody. I don't think you may get a first form, but you'll definitely get you'll definitely get some picks. Definitely some bunch picks. of mid round, yeah, a bunch mm-hmm. of mid rounds. Because it's no, a I lot think, of teams going to be I think in the quarterback so many, market. Yeah, I think somebody honestly might trade it first. I, I I think it could happen. I mean, you never know. I mean, you got teams, the Colts, the Texans. Well, the Texans are probably going to draft the quarterback. I mean, it's not that many. I mean, I, uh, somebody will take him. Maybe the Colts. The Colts will probably take him. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I would hate that. I would hate that for Trey Lance because they need that. They need a new O line like now. But I mean, that's that's just that's just Trey Lance committing cu- uh, career suicide. But yeah, that's a really interesting uh, situation to follow. There, just wanted to talk about that real fast. Um, I'm, you know, it might be a really hot take to some, but I really feel like that's you know, the direction that they may, they should go if Brock Brady takes them to the promised land. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, obviously all the Broncos head coach candidates up this upcoming week, um, you know, things are really heating up with, uh, you know, Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh. Um, what's a kind of, you know, jumping back into the Sean Payton stuff, what's a ideal trade package that you would send to the saints uh, for Sean Payton? Like, where is it where you would, you know, be comfortable with it? And where was it? Where would it be if you were having to say, okay, this is where I have to cut it. This is too much to trade for Sean Payton and potentially risk, you know, losing a lot more draft capital. Well, I think it depends. I think Denver don't really have a choice. I think Denver's kind of hostage in the situation a little bit. Um, yeah, like I, I think Denver's a little bit hostage. I mean, you kind of got to get him. Um, 
If I had to say the picks, I mean, obviously a first round pick is, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. If Denver just, just comes off one first round pick, I think it's a steal. I mean, that's just me though. I think, you know, for what they're, what they could ask for, but I mean, what I've, I've been reading that they could ask for a lot of, you know, middle round picks, um, thirds, maybe even a, yeah, about a couple thirds, some fourth fits. I mean, I think other than that, that's perfect. I mean, unless they ask for a first and a second, I think is like, okay, man, like y'all asking for a lot, like a first and a second round pick for a coach. Like, that's crazy. But, I mean, a first, and I'll say, I think a first, a third, and, like, a first and third should be the line. If they want to get greedy, throw in, like, a fifth. But that's the line. Nothing more than that. I'm not giving up a first and a second for anybody. Yeah, it might be it might be a too much. I Realistically, right now, I'm looking at maybe a first and, like, a player and then maybe, like, a fourth. That I, That's kind of where I think I would be – you know, comfortable with, I know Sean Payton, you know, obviously we spoke a lot on it. He's someone who could come in right away and change the culture of this franchise and, you know, for the better and make this all around better team from week one, make sure that we're ready. And, you know, obviously, um, you know, Jim Harbaugh is a, a we, we really kind of debated on this. I've seen people say, you know, so many different takes. What do you think, who is a better fit for Russell Wilson in this offense? Is it Jim Harbaugh or is it Sean Payton? Cause Sean Payton. we kind of, See, a lot of people are saying it's, it's Jim Harbaugh because his history of being able to adjust to different quarterbacks, especially mobile guys like uh, Colin Kaepernick, um, and you know other other different players. It, I, I can I can see both sides. I'm not gonna lie. I think both are both are good fits. Um, but some people are saying that Sean Payton is more you know invented for the pocket passer kind of QB. I mean, I put it like this: Who's the guy that's going to call the offensive plays? It's going to be Sean Payton. He's going to spend all the time with Russell Wilson. I mean, they're going to be a quarterback coach duo, like how we thought him and Hackett was supposed to be. I mean, but Sean Payton's not an idiot. So, I mean, Sean Payton and Russ <laughs> is just—I mean, it's going to be kind of the same. It's going to be really similar to New Orleans, a New Orleans style of play. I mean, he's going to maybe try to get him a little bit more play action, but he knows that he's mobile, so he's going to do a lot of, like he said in the interviews when they asked him about Russ, Colin Coward. A lot of play action boots. You're going to see Russ moving out the pocket a lot, making his throws, which is what Russ is. And I think Jim Harbaugh, I mean, he's going to implement it probably in some of the game plans, but he's not going to be the guy calling the plays. And that's where it matters. I mean, you can have all the final say you want. I mean, Bill Belichick had the final say, and we see how New England's offense went. I mean, a lot of that is just you got to need somebody who's going to call the plays. And it's going to be Sean Payton. So a better fit is going to be Sean Payton 100%. But Jim Harbaugh, I'll still take him 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I think both I think both coaches be um good fits here in Denver. Um speaking of trading uh picks, um let's go ahead and talk about Bradley Chubb for a minute because obviously the, the um the Bills were able to barely squeeze past the um you know the injury riddle dolphins today. Obviously Tua his uh career is much you know very much in question. Um uh, but speaking of trading draft picks, Bradley Chubb, the Miami Dolphins. Um, so, you know, Broncos Twitter a bit today in the um, you know, previous days have been arguing a bit about Bradley Chubb and whether or not the Broncos should have traded him. Um, you know, we don't really like to revisit, you know, this topic too much, but um, it's kind of been brought to our attention. You know, it seems that uh, Broncos country is kind of, you know, half split on it. Um, some people say that the Broncos absolutely made a terrible decision by uh, trading Bradley Chubb because it broke apart the locker room and potentially, uh, you know, may have made Draymond Jones walk free agency. Um, I think that's a terrible take. I personally, I think I don't, I don't understand that at all. I'm not going to quote a certain person on Twitter, but um, definitely 
uh, you know, someone uh, on Twitter who believes that way. Um, and, you know, other people's, you know, other people that agree with, uh, you know, he or she. Um, and then you got the other side of Twitter who believes that the Broncos absolutely fleece in the trade. Um, I believe since the Broncos trade and he only had like two sacks. Um, I know you, you brought up that he made a big play today in the, uh, the Bills game. But how, how do you kind of feel this? I feel about this trade um, after watching the Dolphins uh, season come to an end today. Well, um, first off, I just want to say, man, I love Bradley Chubb. He's one of my favorite players in the league. Um, but I will say, Dolphins fans are just talking right now. I mean, let's let's be let's be real. If they had Tua, they win this game. If they, if they have Tua Tagovailoa, the Dolphins win this game, in my opinion. Um, and we wouldn't even be having this discussion about Bradley Chubb. But I think um, I was I I like the trade. I mean, I felt like Bradley Chubb. He wanted a big contract, which I felt like um, it would have been a bad investment for Denver, just based off the fact that you look at Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb is the type of edge rusher where he does well. He does really well when there's another star winner alongside of him. I mean, you look at Miami, they got a lot of young guys on the come up, Christian Wilkins and Jalen Phillips. But, I mean, you look at Bradley Chubb in Denver, he's always had a guy right next, you know, a guy alongside him who's been a guy that can step up. I mean, and, and, and even when it was just him, his numbers weren't the same, which is why you see the two sacks, you know. But, I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad player or anything like that. Um, that just, that's just my opinion. Um, but, I mean, this game – I mean, I have to say, based on the whole season in this game, I mean, yeah, I say Denver won the trade because we did get a first-round pick for him, um, which I wasn't expecting. I thought we at most we get a second. I didn't think we get a first for Bradley Chubb, but, I mean, it's a late first. So, I mean, but we got a first, and, I mean, it's pretty good. Uh, but, I mean, this game, they're going to say, when where's Bradley Chubb? I mean, he's got a – he's got a what, I think a pro bowler left tackle on him in uh, Deion Dawkins. I think he's been a pro bowler before. Um, I mean, he still made a big play. I mean, he put him in position, so – that's my yeah, some it. people people are saying, you know, Nick Benito, um, you know, Broncos fans say Nick Benito hasn't been a big factor on the field. Baron Browning um, hasn't really been too consistent. Randy Gregory has been able to, be, you know, stay on the field. You're literally describing Bradley Chubb's time in Denver. Like, yeah, you these are literally duplicates of Bradley Chubb if you're if you're bringing up these points. So I, I don't understand. I don't understand this argument. And also saying that if we would have kept Bradley Chubb, that Draymond Jones would have stayed. Dude, I, I understand relationships and friendships, bonds or whatever, but NFL is a business. Draymond Jones, yeah. Jones, exactly. He's going to go get his bag if it's going to be in Denver or somewhere else. This has nothing to do with Bradley Chubb. And also the argument that, that, that this like what tore the locker room apart or whatever and, you know, was a, a bad trade for the locker room and, you know, the guys the in there. was losing. Dude. Nathaniel, yeah, Nathaniel Hackett, after he left, the locker room was at its best. It's been in years with Jerry Rosberg. So I don't want to hear that bullshit. I, this it's a terrible argument, terrible point. No, nah, I mean I agree. I, I mean I agree. I mean you look at Bradley Chubb; he really wasn't healthy. I mean, but I, I give I'll give Bradley Chubb this. I mean, when it was him, in, like I said, he needs another another good pass rusher alongside him. He's just one of those guys. I mean, and trust me, when he has that Vaughn Miller, Randy Gregory next to him, hey, he's gonna ball out. Bam Browning. Yeah. I mean, he, he's gonna ball me, but. I mean, you've seen it in Miami. Jalen Phillips, he just needs – he's young. I mean, he, he's good, but he's going to need time. I mean, and maybe maybe once it becomes, you know, an actual consistent threat, then you're going to see Bradley Chubb take off. I mean, I don't know why it's that way, but it's been that way for Bradley Chubb. I mean, that's just my take on it. I mean, I mean, he stayed healthy. I give him that in Miami. But let's not like Bradley Chubb was just a consistent, you know, guy on the field that just played healthy, you know, that was just healthy, only missed like five games, two, three games. Nah, man, that's not the case. I mean, Bradley Chubb had chances, and, you know, I, I love him, but 
it was no way Denver was going to give him the contract that Miami gave him. It was, it's, it was, it's no way. And Miami, Miami made that move in a win now move, you know, that they, they traded for him to like, then, you know, Tua can get it done this year, but Tua, Tua career might be over. So. Yeah. It's, it's kind of sad, but yeah, the whole Bradley Chubb thing. I, I, I think he really needs a beast on the other, you know, other side of the um, defensive line to be a great Ed rusher. Um, I don't think Bradley Chubb can be truly a guy that just, re- you know, wrecks havoc like Nick Bosa, TJ Watt, guys like those. I don't think t- I don't think Bradley Chubb's that kind of guy, to be honest. He's um, still good, and, though. He's still yeah, good. He's good, but I-, I just don't see him as a dominant pass rusher, from being honest. I think the Broncos, in my final take, I think the Broncos fleeced, to be honest. I think they absolutely fleeced. I would have even been happy with just a second or a third. Yeah, I, I would have been too, but I mean, look, man, I will take that first round pick. I, I, I'm telling you, I didn't I think. I, I mean, I didn't think Denver could have got that. I thought at most it was like going to be because I was reading at first it was like two thirds. I was like, uh, I guess it's crazy because this is a guy that's been underperforming, been injured, and they we literally got the same round pick back for where we drafted him. I know it was a fifth overall, but that's insane. insane. Yeah, I mean, hey, Miami. Good luck, man. That's all I can say is good luck because right now Miami is, ooh. Yeah, I feel bad, honestly, because Tua really could be their franchise guy given more time, but his health, man, his health. I feel bad, and they're they're building the offensive line the way they need to. The defense is young, and it's getting better and more improved. Mike McDaniel is getting overhated. I think he's still a great head coach. Um, it, it's, just, it's just the quarterback spot. It's been that way for a, a long time now. It, it, I feel bad. Man, if I'm Tua, I'm not even going to lie to you. And this may be a hot take, people. If I'm Tua, I'm hanging it up. Three concussions in, in what, three, four months? Three months? Yeah. He had two in one week? Bro, if you Tua, you got to think about Tua. I don't care, bro. You got your guaranteed money. I mean, you got money for you. Bro, if I'm Tua, I'm hanging it up. There's no way I'm stepping back on that football. Not, it's best not for the Dolphins. Maybe in San Francisco or some team that got a crazy offensive line. <laughs> he just bro, never gets touched. Bro, Dog, two is he better not go back to my Miami. Better go out there. I don't want to see them sign no receivers, make no trades for no linebackers, no corners. I don't care. Fix that offensive line. You brought in Armstead. Y'all need to bring in another tackle, center, guard, all of that. I don't. I don't. The first four rounds, Miami better take all offensive linemen. It's unacceptable that that man two had three concussions. But, yeah, I feel that. And like, come on, three concussions. Your quarterback? That's terrible. And it's it's crazy. I don't know if their offensive line just got better down the stretch, but um, you know, why was it that Teddy B and Skylar Thompson weren't suffering crazy concussions and head injuries like this? No, they were. So. No, no, Teddy, Teddy had I think Teddy had two this year. Two concussions? No, I know, I know for sure. T- T- Teddy at least had one concussion this year because um oh my the gosh. time no, because the first time Tua got that concussion after the Bengals game, he started the, the next week he started, he had a concussion too. He got a concussion. Jesus. I'm telling man, dog. If I'm Tua, you better not suit up for them no more. I'm, I'm telling you, it's not worth it. It's your life. It's your life, bro. It's your head. You just brand nah man, he tripping, bro. I don't care if they got Tyreek Jalen Waddle and they somehow get DeAndre Hopkins. I am not coming back. I'm sorry. You're going to have to find another yeah. quarterback. Trade for Trey Lance. Yeah. Obviously, like you brought up D-Hop, uh, he's, he's on his way out of Arizona too. Um, probably probably not a Bronco, but um, I, I can see him landing in uh, Green Bay to maybe, uh, you know, maybe think make uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, double, 
double guessed about staying there in uh you know Green Bay, but yeah, um, inter- interesting situation there. I mean, I don't I don't think the Broncos are gonna get him, but um, yeah, that's gonna be it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed um all the you know latest news and rumors about the Denver Broncos head coach search, all the playoffs that are underway. Um, obviously we got uh, the Bengals and Ravens tomorrow, the Giants Vikings tonight. Um. You know, obviously, both of us still got 49ers and Chiefs as their Super Bowl pick. Um, I, th- I still think it's very much alive that could happen. Um, the Bills, lots of people have been talking about them going to Super Bowl. They really feel fraudulent after today, um, even more than they did yesterday. I mean, fraud, I ain't going to say they're frauds. I just think Buffalo's been a team we've been all season. They're going to make big plays, but then they're also going to have turnovers. And yeah, they turn the ball over too much. They turn much. the ball over too much. And I'm not going to lie, you give up 31 points to Skylar Thompson. Imagine what Patrick Mahomes is going to do. I mean, I'm just I'm just going to keep it a book. I mean, there is no way. It, I mean, I understand there was turnovers. D was a touchdown. You had Skylar Thompson in rhythm at some points in the game. That, no, nah, because he's not going to make those same mistakes. Patrick Mahomes ain't going to make them same mistakes. But, I mean, if, if Buffalo can limit the turnovers, I'm not going to lie, Buffalo can beat anybody because they, they're explosive. They can beat anybody if, if they just limit the turnovers. But going against Kansas City and Arrowhead, man, it's gonna be tough. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm taking Mahomes all day. Yeah, definitely. Um, I got, I got the Chiefs winning. You got the 49ers winning. So, gonna be interesting to see how that goes down the stretch. Um, hopefully Broncos are in next year. Um, you know, lots of a uh, lots of offseason content coming up. How the Broncos, uh, you know, the first seat, the first step that needs to be taken is getting this, you know, solidified, proven head coach in either Harbaugh or Peyton. Just really hoping for it. We're going to continue to keep you guys posted and updated with that, you know, throughout the coming weeks. Um, the Broncos should have their head coach named by, um, you know, minimum January 23rd, sometime that week. Um, I don't think it's going to be any later than, um, you know, late January for sure. Um, so I think February, the Broncos are going to really start doing some research on, you know, uh, assembling their coaching staff. And not only that, but, you know, finding the free agents that they want to, you know, fit, you know, whichever head coach system that they bring in here offensively and, you know, defensively, adding some guys and, you know, re-signing the guys that they have as well, especially on defense. Um, but hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, make sure if you're listening on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe. You know, it means a lot to us. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, hit the follow button. Make sure you have notif- notifications on so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. Hope you, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Till the next one, peace.